Big Fluff. Hi, um, I'm Alice. I I'm Derek's wife. Hi. Uh, is it true that you struck Derek in the face and he, and he fell from the treehouse? Yeah, he asked me to. Oh, that's the most amazing thing I've ever heard. Um, I want you to know that tonight I am going to pleasure myself to the image of you doing that to Derek. You know what I mean? Oh, Dale, you're something. You are something. You're something, too. I want to roll you into a little ball and shove you up my vagina. You could just live there. It's warm and it's, it's cozy. And your vagina? <laughs> Again, I'm Joel Murphy. This is Hobo Radio, and with me, Lars Periwinkle. How's it going? All right, buddy. How are you? I'm I'm good. Big Vinegar. I'm doing good. You uh, you doing all right, buddy? I mean, you know, I'm I'm living. I'm are living. you living? The reason I ask is, uh, I think maybe uh, you had a little uh, little. Little hallmark, little landmark of a of a birthday recently. Is this true? No, that's it's the liberal media. Are you sure? I'm positive. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what you mean. Time is meaningless. Nothing's happening. <laughs> I've had nothing. That's right. You turned 39 for the second time. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, you know, I'm doing fine. Just all the normal, terrible stuff of like the world, you know. And this, oh, uh, sure. Yeah. This guy named Joe owes me $2,000, but, you know, other than that. <laughs> Joe. Yeah. <laughs> See the motherfucker eating his ice cream and wearing his aviators and doesn't have money for me, but... You don't eat ice cream unless I say you could eat ice cream, Joe. Yeah, yeah. Where's my money? You can you can buy Ray Bans after you pay me my money, Joe. <laughs> Where's the money, shithead? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <clears throat> man. Um, but yeah, that's we're not talking about any of that. What we're gonna talk about? I'll tell you what we're gonna talk about. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh no, I I actually we we've been a little uh spotty lately with doing shows and one thing that we we've touched upon but I feel like it's a good time to revisit is the Disney Plus television program WandaVision. Sure, let's do that. Yeah. Uh so I mean I don't think we need to get into the nuts and bolts. Uh I'll, I'll just in a general sense ask you um, how, what do you think? Like, cause I feel like if my memory serves when we talked about it before, it was very early on and I think we were both maybe into the concept, but now, now we're a little bit more committed. It's a little bit more clear what we're watching. Uh, so how do you feel about it? I love how they, uh, and, and again, I, I, I doubted, I doubted them again. But I love how they they took their time. They mm -hmm. didn't just rush out. They didn't, you know, I think we were two, if not three episodes deep before you really started to think about what the what the fuck is this? Well, the, know, exactly. The first two episodes, I wouldn't say they were straight, but they were very minimal on like they kind of just played it as they were sitcom episodes and they didn't exactly. spend a lot of time like there were little you know, foreshadowing or hints that maybe something else is going on. But for the most part, the first two episodes are just straight up sitcom. They're, they're just, they're just con concept episodes. Yeah. Look at this weird thing we did, not rushing into it. And then, um, yeah, I, I've been really, um, I've been really enjoying it. it. They just, they take their time. Like we're, we're telling a story. You don't start a story 
at the most interesting point, you start at the beginning and then you, you tell it all the way through. And I, I think it's great. There've been some, there's been some huge bombs. There's been some slow burns. There's fantastic, um, acting, um, those two, uh, those two humans. And I'm saying humans like that for a reason. The two humans they have playing the lead roles in that show Mm -hmm. are so unbelievably good looking. It it destroys me. (laughs) Yeah. Every time they're on screen, look at, just look at y'all's faces and physiques and your, your, the way you move your bike up. How are you all so goddamn good looking? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I also, I, I think what I end up, and they're both really great. Uh, and it, it's been really fun, but I, Paul Bettany, I feel like just by the nature of he, he was introduced to us as Tony Stark's artificial intelligence interface. He was Jarvis and he's British. Uh, he's, he's always gotten to have like a little bit of flavor, you know, if that makes sense. Sure. Like he's had a, he's had a personality. I feel like the whole time, you know, it's definitely gone through some changes, but he's been given stuff to play even when he was just a voice in Iron Man's helmet where Elizabeth Olsen I the character of Wanda Maximoff it's in the the Avengers like team up movies I feel like they haven't had enough time with her that you know everything was kind of I mean kind of Unless you do a standalone movie, I understand it, but it's just there hasn't been really time to explore who Wanda is. We haven't spent a lot of time with her before this show, and she's been very much a character defined by grief and sadness. Like, she's introduced to us in a war-torn country being abused, and then by the end of that movie, her brother dies, (laughs) and then... She, uh, you know, her and Vision start dating. Uh, I don't know if they put labels on it, you know, but they they started doing their thing. (laughs) And then he dies in front of her. And so pretty much she's either played anger or sadness with just (laughs) an array of how thick her accent is, I think. No, sure. And don't forget in between those two, those two major life events for her, she, um, she, had an oopsie at the beginning of civil war that kind of sparked the Zakovia accord. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. She was trying yeah. to save everyone and the, the bomb went off and, and she saved a lot of people, but killed other different people. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So, so yes, but that, that is her character is, Oh, terrible, just terrible things happen to this yes. person. And so all of that to say that, I don't know when this became the plan. I don't know when they conceived a WandaVision, but man, has she benefited the most from like, what a (laughs) fucking showcase for how immensely talented and charismatic Elizabeth Olsen is. And like, she gets to do stuff and she's really good at this and she's hilarious in the show. She's really charismatic. Like she's fun and it has all that other stuff. Like it's not negating the grief and, uh, all no. the other stuff that's happening, but it's like, I, I love this version of this character and I'm really happy that she gets to play it. And it's so specifically suited to her skill set in that every week, regardless of the genre, she does a pitch perfect, you know, version of either, you know, the wife from Bewitched or a frazzled mom from Malcolm in the Middle or like whatever she's doing is the exact performance that the episode requires and she's really funny and really great and yeah and look like there there have been a lot of uh obviously a lot of changes to um the way the family dynamic is portrayed on sitcoms through the decades you know um and it just goes to show you because i think they're both doing a phenomenal job that um the the woman of the house changes so dramatically from era to era, whereas you know the uh, the the man of the house, the father figure, so to speak, is kind of like it's not a flat line by any means, but th- the needle moves very little. Yes, on on the dad. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, like he, he hasn't had to change his job. Like he hasn't really his <laughs> role hasn't changed. You know, maybe there's been more 
you know, like if, if you're talking specifically about like the shows that they're talking about, you know, obviously Brian Cranston's performance on Malcolm in the Middle is, is uh-huh. a very specific nervous breakdown <laughs> that is happening uh, throughout that show. But Hal is like a really great character. And then even because the last episode was more of like a um, modern family kind of thing. You know? Yeah. Kinda, and that sure, guy sure. was a Ty Burrell, you know, like if he's doing sort of that thing. But like. Yeah, the, but also then vision it gets complicated because a lot of what he's been doing more recently is trying to figure out what's going on. That's true. Yeah, that's true. But still, no. But you I mean you're right. It's that the dad, you know, his his clothes change, his look changes. Maybe he's. I mean, not even. <laughs> Just like he goes to work and he's put upon and he's kind of goofy and he makes dumb mistakes and he's awkward or whatever. But that's really that's really it. And when you when you see the the woman of the house, the mother figure, um, eventually the what's expected of a woman throughout the years changes so quickly. Yeah. You know, and it, it this isn't like this isn't me talking sociologically about what's expected of the American woman or anything. I'm just talking about in a on screen. Yeah. Oh, good Lord. Is it so different? The way she, um, you know, the way she holds herself, what, what's expected of her, what she does, um, like her general attitude, her hobbies, uh, her friends, you know, things like that is the, the way that she's handled, changing her character through throughout that and staying Wanda Maximoff, I think just speaks volume of how, how talented she is. Yeah. And the, the difference between, you know, it, it's either the, I think it is the first episode, right? Is the, like the boss is coming over for dinner yes. episode, yeah. which is where she's expected to look perfect, you know, wear a dress, like every hair in place, you have to cook a perfect dinner. You have to, you have to be impressive. You have to, right. while versus like, yeah, just the, the more room for, to, I mean, the the most recent episode was like, just get these kids away from me. <laughs> yeah, it's so I can, time. Yes, yeah, so I, I can have yeah. time. Like she's wearing her snuggle clothes. Yeah, <laughs> she wants to curl up on the sofa. Yeah, and it's also it's funny too. In and I I want to spend a lot of time talking about Catherine Hahn, as I always want mm. to spend a lot of time talking about Catherine Hahn. But uh, mm. it's funny too because you can see it in that character too of like the role of the friend neighbor woman of. You know, at first she's like helpful and then she's more of like a snooping type neighbor. And then at some point she becomes horny, you know, she's like, yeah, she becomes super horny. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like that kind of role of like what the the best friend neighbor character is like. You can see right, her changing, right. too. Yeah. The, the one the one through line for the neighbor that's been true the whole time from from I don't know, from William Frawley all the way to. The, the the Howard on Big Bang Theory is <laughs> they um uh their their partner smells bad and they don't get laid. The neighbor always is trying to fuck and mm-hmm. um spouse won't fuck him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it this show is even doing the thing that that's another classic sitcom move that you know it's done in Cheers, it's done in Frasier of just she always is talking about her husband and we never see it's an unseen character that only exists you know through like all the all the other characters in the show are familiar with this person presumably but like right it's just you know and in fraser it was maris in uh cheers it was uh was norm's wife um vera vera yeah like it's just that character that we just always are hearing about but never lay eyes on ugly naked guy (laughs) Although, yeah, it's all a little bit of ugly naked guy, right? In like one episode, like you, the episode where Ross, why do I know this? But when Ross oh, was trying to get the apartment, we see the back of ugly naked guy. I think. Oh, do we really? Okay. Yeah. We don't see his face. Also, I guess then technically, yeah, you can get into shades of this of like whatever Wilson was on <laughs> Home Improvement. <laughs> whatever where we saw, he was. Well, I mean, because like he was a person and we kind of saw him, but we only saw the top half of his face peeking over a fence. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I don't remember his catchphrase. Did he steal his catchphrase from Flanders? Did he say Heidi Ho? He, I think he did say something like that. Yeah. What in the what in the motherfuck, Wilson? Yeah. Stay in your lane, buddy. Do you know that? Did you see that? Uh, Tim Allen, whatever his what's it? Is it Last Man Standing? Is that his new show? Yes, that's right. He did a crossover event where the character from that show met Tim the Toolman Taylor. That was bound to happen because I've never seen that show, but I've 
I, for whatever reason, I guess because I pay attention to what's happening on television a lot, but like, uh, it looks like at one point he was slowly trying to turn that show into, into home improvement. Yeah. Like, well, I think, I think JTT did a guest spot and then, um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Patricia, um, I don't remember who played his wife. Yeah, I wanted to say Heaton, and I was like, "That's not right." No, it's not not Patty Heaton. That's yeah. Ray's wife. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I can't, I can't think of what it. I will say, I watched like I couldn't take much of it, but I hit play on that YouTube clip because I was curious when I saw that he uh-huh. did the crossover, and it was from what I could tell, the difference was that Tim the Toolman Taylor dyed his hair not gray, and the guy on Last Man Standing had gray hair, and that was as much as I could tell. <laughs> The only difference in the way that he was playing the characters or they were speaking or anything. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I think he, he was just, you know, even though this show was uh, Last Man Standing was um, uh, successful, I think he really he really just wanted it to be home improvement uh, again. Um, Patricia Richardson. Is there you go. There you go. Uh, but yeah, anyway, why are we talking about him when we could still be talking about WandaVision, which I would much prefer to talk about. Uh, by the way, one of the funny things that I saw was, and I, I'm going to assume you know this because I just thought everyone knew this, but maybe maybe I'll blow your mind too. But like, you are aware that Elizabeth Olsen is a sibling to the Olsen twins, right? Like that is Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. totally. That was apparently news to people, which I thought was really funny because she looks exactly like them. Like, I don't... They look, they look really similar. Yeah, I... Um, when she first... When Elizabeth Olsen first started working, and I honestly don't remember the, the first thing I saw her in or whatever, just all of a sudden Elizabeth Olsen was killing it, and I was seeing her in a lot of stuff. It was before Old Boy. I don't remember what it was. And, um... Yeah, the first thing you think is, oh, Olsen. And then you see your face and you say, oh, that 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 must be another sibling. Yeah. And when I looked her up, she was this, the subject of an, uh, an Olsen twins uh, song. It was like a hip hop song that the Olsen twins had. It was a diss were... track, right? Don't they? Don't yeah, they exactly. Yeah, yeah, it was a diss track. It was B-U-T-T out. Yeah. <laughs> it was like their version of that Alfie song that <laughs> Lily Allen wrote. Before, right, exactly. <laughs> before Alfie Allen went, went on to show her, or I don't know, maybe she gets to take credit for that. But then, you know, for those of you who don't know, Lily Allen, the singer, uh, who came up recently on the show because you were the one who broke the news to me that uh, her and David Harbour are together, which I didn't realize. But uh, Married, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but she wrote a song about her brother Alfie, about how he was like a worthless piece of shit. And then Alfie Allen went on to be in Game of Thrones as... Uh, a worthless piece of shit, honestly. Honestly, yeah, but I mean, like, you know, he probably made a lot of money playing that character. He was uh, Theon Greyjoy. That was the character's That's right. name. That's yeah. Right. So, and Theon. and now the brother-in-law of David Harbour, apparently. Oh man, those family reunions. Am I right? Also, I'm so mad because I think I did. We talked about this on the show that uh, Molly and I got into. As we approach a year of quarantining, uh, we started watching architectural, like, you know, just tours of people's houses. And we realized that we really loved David Harbour's New York apartment. And when I found out from you that he was married to Lily Allen and I started looking into it, he lives with her in London, which means presumably that fucking apartment's just empty right now, which... Oh, boy. Like, let us move in. Just let me and Molly. We won't we change should. a thing. Yeah, hit him up. Who yeah, knows? yeah. It's just like you need someone to water the plants or whatever. Like, we'll just hang out and just use your bathtub that I'll fit in. And like, he watch seems it. like that. He seems like the kind of guy who would be down with that. Just, hey, do me a favor, eat all that ice cream in there because it's going to go bad. I don't eat freezer burned ice cream, so yeah, go nuts, guys. No, I mean Molly would get a lot of use out of the Pilates reformer, and I would get a lot of use out of the uh, projection screen, <laughs> like. Oh, that he has for movies. We, we would be very happy. Damn, David Harbour has a crib. He really does. Plus, he has that uh, Masters of the Universe poster signed by <laughs> Franklin Jello. Oh, that's rad. Yeah. yeah I thought a- it'd be cool if it was signed by Dolph Lundgren, but Franklin Jello, that's fantastic. No, it's great. It is really great. So, uh, whose mind did you, whose mind have you blown with saying that she is the third Olsen sister? It's not me. It's, this is on Twitter. People are just oh. realizing it now. I've not blown no, anyone's kidding. mind. Yeah, but okay. no, people like this past week, it was like trending on Twitter that people are like, wait a second. 
she's related to the Olsen twins. And it's like, yeah, I, I never assumed she wasn't. I'd be more blown away if there was like, there is no relation. <laughs> like she, Yeah. I mean, I think that's the, the second thing I learned about her. The first being, oh, I like her in this movie that I'm watching. And then the second thing was, oh, yes, she actually is the sister to the Olsen twins. Yeah. But no, okay. she she's great. Uh, and I didn't. I what didn't the mean, hell is going on? Listen, yeah. listen, oh. I'm not, a small tangent here. OK. Everyone's got these damn phones in their pockets. Mm-hmm. What are they using them for? You know what I mean? I've had to give people some ridiculous information. And like, like the first and foremost being people are like, I don't know what's going on with this vaccine. It's in it's in your pocket. You all have the damn thing. So look that up. But then you don't have to know everything. But what are you doing with them if not reading about the movies stars that you like? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, I love I to go. Like everyone goes around. There's such a pain in the ass. What are you doing with them? Yeah, there's man. There's nothing I love better living in Southern California than checking up on that vaccine and going, oh, so never. I'm never going <laughs> to oh, get it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, I'm just saying all the information's right there and people are walking around like they don't know what the fuck is going on. I think it's like half a percentage of the population of L.A. That's an exaggeration. It's not that, but it's bad. The rollout is very bad here <laughs> and I will never get the vaccine. Not because I don't want to. I would love to get it, but check back in 2023. I'm, I got I got to hook up for you. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe something falls off a truck. You right. know, maybe yeah. this box doesn't make it to where it's going. That's all I'm saying. Okay. All right. Yeah. It's a cool. nice vaccine. Be ashamed <laughs> if something bad happened to it. Like a global pandemic. <laughs> I don't even know what I would do with that. Would I break all of them? Yeah. Oh, oh, whoopsie daisy. Or maybe you'd be like, you'd be like Pierce Hawthorne in uh, that one episode of Community and you would just give yourself just multiple <laughs> like doses of the vaccine. Oh, yeah. Just, just take all of them. Yeah. <laughs> I, no one can stop me now. I'm super, I'm super strong. <laughs> uh, well, all right. But so we, we covered Elizabeth Olsen. She's great. We, we sort of touched on Paul Bettany. I maybe glossed over him a little bit, but he's he's really great in the show, too. And he's wonderful. And they're both really charismatic and charming together. But what we do need to talk about, uh, because, again, I, I, I teed it up, but I, I don't want to I want to make sure she gets her due is. Catherine Hahn is a national treasure. Hmm. She really yes, is. I don't, I don't think, I really don't think she gets her due. No, she really doesn't. Hmm. And I don't want to like, hopefully we've been vague. I don't, I don't really have an interest in spoiling WandaVision. I, I have to say that it's, it's one of those shows for me where I see all this stuff online. Like I watch the episode. I do watch the episode as fast as I can on Fridays. Cause I'm very afraid that people are going to tell me what happened in it. But Outside of just like enjoying watching it in the moment, I don't spend a lot of time like reading theories or looking for Easter eggs or like I don't I know there's a bunch of stuff in it, but I'm not really terribly interested in sure. like reading about it. But so that to say, I don't think we need to like get spoilery. We can be vague, no. but I do want to say that there was a thing in this week's episode that was uh, about Catherine Hahn's character and it was widely speculated <laughs> Uh, which again, I don't even look for this stuff, but just existing on the internet, I saw a bunch of people theorizing that this thing about her character was going to happen and it did. And what I loved about it is again, it's a thing that after episode one, I saw people being like, this is going to happen and it happened. And she is so charismatic and so great that it felt more satisfying than it should. Like, like it was perfect. It was a thing that I knew was going to happen because I had seen people say it was going to happen. And then when it happened, it was somehow so perfectly done and made me way more excited for everything that's about to happen in this show. Yeah, 100 100 percent. You see here in that role and um, I thought it was just as just as she sparked this conversation, I thought it was another case of I'm I'm glad Catherine Hahn is getting what I imagine is a very good um uh payday for being in the show you got someone who always gets the job done and gets it done better than everyone else let's do it but i kind of wish this was more of a role where Catherine Hahn is going to stretch her legs a little bit more of course of course you don't you know what i mean like you don't get a dump truck to move a sofa 
You know what I mean? This is this is a this is someone who can do a lot of heavy lifting when it comes to a role. You don't you don't just give them a little itty bitty thing. So Catherine Hahn is a sleep. dump truck in this analogy. I'm saying she's a she's a big strong piece of equipment. Oh, this is not this is not sounding as flattering as I think that you mean it. Well, to. it's not flattering if you say I'm comparing her to a a big heavy truck. It's that a was metaphor. your choice. It was it's your, a metaphor. It was your not a choice simil- of a metaphor. It's not Nobody a simile. It's a metaphor. The metaphor is she can do a lot of work. So she has dumps like a truck. Truck, truck is what you're saying. This isn't. This isn't what I said. You're you're running with this in the wrong direction. <laughs> so you want to see her thong? That's what you're saying. I didn't <laughs> first. I did not say that. But that is not what I'm saying. <laughs> no, but see, I have this like because so there's. I think we've talked about before in the show. There's like the law and order rule, right? Of like if there's a recognizable character actor. Uh-huh moving some papers and being right. like, oh, the dead guy. Yeah, I knew him like that. Uh-huh. That guy's the killer. Because if you oh, re- they just they just they just talked to Zach Galifianakis for 90 seconds. We're yeah. going to see him again. Yeah, he's he's definitely killed the guy. Uh, so there's like that thing. But I didn't necessarily assume that with Catherine Hahn of like, oh, well, they cast Catherine Hahn because I think she is so often underutilized in things that I could have believed that she was just cast to be. Like the wacky neighbor that pops over sometimes. Like I actually would have like that wouldn't have surprised me terribly. It would have made me sad, but like uh, it it seemed believable that a show might just cast Catherine Hahn in like a a role that doesn't you know require the the dump truck level heavy lifting. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I guess I I could have gone with excavator. Yeah, it sounds a yeah. little more romantic. And I, and I will say to like in the same episode where this reveal happened because they were doing the modern family thing, she was the one watching the kids that Wanda needed a break from and she said something about I don't bite and then did a talking head into the camera and said I bit a kid once and uh-huh. it made me laugh probably harder than anything that's happened <laughs> in that show up until that point. Remember, look, they were it reminded me of um I think when maybe, you know, it might have been when both of us fell in love with Catherine Hahn because this was so long ago. You and I went to see that movie. Uh, is it? It's not walkabout. Is it? No. Wanderlust. Wanderlust with oh. Paul Rudd and Jennifer yeah. Aniston, right? Yeah. Oh, God. I forgot about that movie. But yeah. Exactly. The the thing that I re- – there are two things I remember from that movie. One, Joe Latruglio's Latu- <laughs> cock. <laughs> well, how could you forget? He's hanging some dong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But also, uh, I remember I think one of the only times you and I laughed – during that screening and we laughed hard is when Catherine Hahn, the way she delivered that joke and she goes, when she said, if I, if I wanted lies thrown in my face, I would have kept doing porn. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. She, Cause is that, see, I, I messed up on my timeline. Would that have been before or after stepbrothers? Like, is that, it, it would have, it would have been after. Yeah. Okay. Cause after. I then, cause stepbrothers is the first thing I remember seeing Catherine Hahn. I think I'm right. I'm right there with you. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like the first time I clocked her, you know, like I, it's funny because on the other podcast that I do, we, I'd never seen it before. We we just watched, uh, how to lose a guy in 10 days, uh, which I had never seen before. And apparently is her first on-screen role. And she, she plays the like sad loser friend to Kate Hudson, who's always being dumped. And I was like, this is insulting on, on multiple. Levels. Like, it's just, she's like eating in every scene and she's just so sad, you know, cause she's such oh. a loser. <laughs> and I was like, what are you doing to Catherine Hahn? Like, I, I mean, <laughs> look, Kate Hudson, she's in one of my favorite movies of all time. And she's really great in that, that role. But like, if I was Matthew McConaughey and I was trying to figure out what lady from that office to, to woo in order to get her to fall in love with me so I could get a diamond account. It's Catherine Hahn every time. Like, are you kidding me? Hey, way to drop the ball, McConaughey. Yeah. I think it would have worked out better. She wouldn't have played all the head games. So, Yeah, 100%. 100%. And also, we, um, I think um, uh, my wife and I's um, comfort viewing 
um, as far as like, don't know what else to watch, just need to put something on is Step Brothers, which is a, a problematic movie, but also <laughs> one that makes us laugh really there's, hard yeah, every single time. Yeah, there's, yeah, it definitely, some stuff that is, yeah, but like. It's a little iffy, but it, good it, lord. But no, it, the it parts that are funny in that movie are very funny. And she, like I said, that was the first thing that I really clocked her in, where I was like, oh, this, you know, Catherine Hahn's hilarious. Like, and Yeah, and the th- what I was going to say is we got the, um, I don't know if it's the unrated version or the director's cut or whatever, but it turns out the version that was released, um, in, in theaters and ended up being the version that that everyone's uh, uh seen most of what they cut out was Catherine Hahn like they really did have a, many more scenes with her and John C Riley having this very weird <laughs> torrid love affair <laughs> um and, and you get to see some more of her which is uh always a joy did you watch that that show on HBO where she it looks like she's super horny all the time um, I can't believe you would even ask me that question. Obviously, I watched this show on HBO where she was super horny all the time. The show is called Mrs. Fletcher. And it's is it great. Good? It's great. Is it great? Okay, do, say it again. Ask. Say the pitch of the show. Right. Again. Okay. Yeah. And then. It's, no. the, it's a show where Catherine Hahn is, uh, you know. She she's she's super horny all the time. Yeah. yeah okay. I hear it now. I hear it. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's Molly and I both watched that show and it's really I highly recommend it to, to anyone who is a fan of Catherine Hahn. And if you're not a fan of Catherine Hahn, turn this show off right now and never talk to me because I don't want to know who oh, you are. We, can't, we, we uh, can't afford that. We can't afford that, Joel. Uh, but uh, but well, just what what went wrong in your life? But no, Mrs. Fletcher. No, it's a really fun show where it's yeah, they they do a really good job of because, again, I'm there for the premise, right? Like I just, yeah. <laughs> so, but like, it's actually a, a show that has a lot of heart and is really well done. Cause it's sort of the idea is that she has a son who's going off to college and she's split up with her, you know, the father of uh, this mm-hmm. kid. And so she's got like an empty nest house thing going on and she's really okay. trying to figure out what to do with her life. And you know, it's, it's very well done. It's, it's, I, I was into like just the general story of it. Like she's really good. The all the characters are really good. And then yeah, it's just like it's a show where you're literally rooting for Catherine Hahn to uh, have sex with the kid that went to school with her kid. Like that's oh ba- boy, it's basically the, they graduated high school at this point. But the idea is that he was the um, the loser kid that her cool son picked on, and then they take a writing class together. And you know, there's some sparks, and you're like, you should fuck that 19 year old Catherine Hahn. That sounds that sounds really sexy. It's I'm gonna good. watch it. Yeah. I'm into I'm into any story where our hero is having a sexual awakening. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Even if it's not well done, I'm just I am I'm just into this. Please wake up your sexuality. Yeah. No. And it's great. And Catherine Hahn. Yeah. Like it. Honestly, probably that and. Um, Parks and Rec are probably the two just best showcases for Catherine Hahn that I can think of. And, oh, you know. yeah. Oh, man. She's really horny in that one, too. Catherine Dude. Hahn, you yeah. sassy bitch. I know, right? Going yeah. around here just you can you can get you're sitting on it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. What is it? Because in in Parks and Rec, there's the whole thing where she's trying to have sex with Chris Traeger and she's like, like, I'm really good at it. <laughs> yeah. <You know? laughs> No, that character is great because I love the way that Parks and Rec approached, uh, you know, and I, I don't even want to say villains. I want to say like antagonists or like, you know, people yes. that were because they made her so likable, but also just completely willing. Like she was totally fine because she was hired by Bobby Newport, like had no issues crushing Leslie and Ben, but also it wasn't personal for her. And she, in fact, liked them. <laughs> Yes, indeed. Yeah, I think one of the um, one of the more brilliant things about that show is that no matter no matter what the the character's role was in the show, you liked them and yeah. wanted to see more of them. Not not a lot of shows, even like even sitcoms. I'm not going to say especially, but even sitcoms, it's hard to it's hard to make everyone likable. It's hard to get an audience excited to see a character on screen no matter who the character is even if they're 100 percent trouble even um uh yeah patty clarkson like she uh uh she was a horrible horrible woman on that show i, I loved her yeah <laughs> like i couldn't get it i couldn't get it yeah. that's just a really solid bit of television writing 
And Megan Mullally, too. Megan Mullally was a hor- just What a terrible creature. Yeah. Tammy, too, was. Yeah, both yeah. Tammies. Yeah. Terrible, terrible people. And I they could have their own spinoff. And I'm there. Episode one. Yeah. Now, I think the closest to, like, a one-dimensional villain that they probably had was Jeremy Jam. <laughs> I feel like was the most... 100%, but also... I still like Give him a spinoff. Here I am. I'd Here watch am. Jeremy Jam DDS. <laughs> like... Yep. Yep. Yeah. Do you know how many times in my household, uh, with, if anyone, if either Julia or I have a tummy ache in this household, we will say to the other, you know I have IBS, you racist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Nah. But yeah, no, I... So, yeah, I, I watch WandaVision if you're not watching it. Watch. We were talking about WandaVision. Yeah. Watch Mrs. Fletcher. Watch everything that Catherine Hahn is in. Give her whatever she yeah, wants. We're, yeah. We're making yeah. you guys get a lot of uh, subscriptions. But uh, yeah, yeah the, it's worth it. WandaVision is terrific. What a just again. I just can't. I don't know why I I only doubted it for a second because what, you're going to move into television now, MCU. I don't know. I, and look, then it went to look like they were really given themselves time to breathe on this on this half hour show i thought i don't i'm gonna stick with it because i like it but i don't know if this is gonna have mass appeal and then oh i forgot you're the mcu and you're good at stuff can i just can i put out the words that i will end up eating i'm sure (laughs) because you should never bet again and i'm not even saying but i'll just if i'm being honest uh, I was always excited for WandaVision because I think it looked different. The show that I will watch oh. because I watch everything that they do, but I am uh-huh. in no way sold on and I don't uh-huh. understand how it's going to be entertaining is Falcon and the Winter Soldier. <laughs> yeah, you're you're 100% correct. <laughs> like, I believe in them because why you would be dumb to bet against them. You know, it's like Tom Brady be, in a Super Bowl be. at this point. <laughs> However, WandaVision came out first. Yeah. Yeah, but it's so I'm going to watch it, but I'm like, I, I don't particularly enjoy these characters. <laughs> um, no, not not so much. It kind of pisses me off that Sebastian Stan uh, has a haircut um, <laughs> because you were a fugitive hiding out in Germany, but you're still a gigantic man with the exact same haircut and a and metal stumbled. arm. <laughs> You can hide the metal arm, but like your face is just, well, that's your face. Yeah. Aren't you supposed to be hiding? Grow a beard and cut your hair. But no, that's just that there your face is. And I don't know. I didn't like that decision. Yeah, I just, they really spent, and, and I really like the Captain America movies, but they spent so much time in those movies trying to convince us that like those two guys are part of the, they're, they're Avengers. They're part of the Avengers. And I never... <laughs> Like, they always felt like the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern of the <laughs> MCU. Of like, hey, you guys are also here. And you're hanging out in this car watching him make out uh-huh. with the niece of his dead girlfriend or whatever. <laughs> I think I got that right. Um, that is, yeah. Uh, uh, grand niece? No, Something. I think niece. I think is, you're right. Yeah. yeah. Ancestor. Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he... <laughs> I want to know how he explained that one to Peggy, but... He didn't. I don't think he did. I guess he doesn't. Well, he knows when she dies. I guess he doesn't. It's not going to come up. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? I don't think it happened until after... It definitely it didn't happen until after she died. But that's what I'm saying. So that's what I mean. Like, yeah. it's it's never going to come up in her life. <laughs> oh, you're right. But no, then he went back in time. Oh, gross. But I'm saying... Steve. That's, that's gross. What I'm saying. He knows, but... Yeah, you know. right, right. Yeah. Oh, gross, Steve. It was weird after he made out with her niece that he was like, I could do this all night. <laughs> I don't... Did he say that? I think <laughs> you may have pitched that one. Uh. Said, uh... <laughs> we'll film it. Yeah. We'll film it. Just, we'll have that one for safety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do a silly one. <laughs> <laughs> Test audiences didn't buy it. Sorry. Yeah. Well, because in that version, she, her kiss was so good that he got kind of like his legs were a little rubbery. there was like i don't remember how it came up but i i asked um i did that i did that stupid thing where i asked julia like which like i think we did like a a a fuck mary kill of like three avengers oh and um um 
uh, th- there was something I don't remember the exact story. I just remember. I just remember being. I don't know. I I stopped. Sim stopped asking her questions like this because I get stupid jealous for some reason. <laughs> Not like angry. It's just like I didn't like that. No, no. <laughs> but um, so quick to to jump to jump on uh, Steve Rogers. I'm like, what do you? And she she explained. You know. You know. I'm not super. Like I'm not really into muscles or anything, but look at that guy. And I thought, yeah, but but no, but yeah, yeah. Look at look at that fucking guy. There he's are a, some, he's a good looking. There are there are there are people with biceps, and then there's and then there's Captain America. Yeah. yeah. When I, I I will forever give him credit because that is for sure a character I never cared for in the comics, and he made me really like Captain America, like the way that he 100%. plays. Him. Yeah. 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 But uh, yeah, it's funny because, you know, I, I think that we've we've had to have covered this with well <laughs> at this point in this show. Uh, but of all the Chris's, I know that I'm always Team Hemsworth, but I, I find it really funny that Molly is uh, she's a Chris Pro- Chris Pine because he's the weird one. Chris Pine is the weird one. Yeah, that's like that's like which Manning brother and you say Eli. What do you mean, Eli? All right, fair enough. Yeah, she a she a Star Trek gal. No, it was. Uh, I think it was. What was that weird uh, Hell or High Water or whatever? I think. Oh, okay. Oh, but he has that ugly mustache at the end. <laughs> but you know what? It honestly is. I I know one hundred percent what it is. There's a sketch huh. on SNL where he does a backpack fashion show, and oh, okay, is that what that it was, is? Yeah, he he's the goofy yeah. one. Okay, fair enough. Listen, I'm I'm not a hater. Yeah. I apparently Chris. I said apparently, maybe I am a little bit of a hater, but Chris Pine is a good looking guy. I will say g- gorgeous eyes, this man. And um, I think he actually is a, is a hell of a performer. But uh, I know, I don't, of all the Chris's, I don't know. So what, where do you land with Chris? Are you? Um, I like, uh, yeah, I'm with you. I like Hemsworth. Yeah, I right? do indeed. I mean, I like, I like a Chris Pratt, um, but I think... Um, from, from a, I mean, the, the journey that the character Thor went on and Hemsworth taking him on that journey and being on the journey with the character is so endearing and so charming. Like, I don't think I'm ever going to get over that. It's, I, I mean, you know, it, it, the, of all the emotional reactions I've had to, to watching movies that I did not expect, uh, I could not have foreseen the fact that when a CGI raccoon Bradley Cooper mm-hmm. had a heart-to-heart conversation yep. with Chris Hemsworth, you know, sporting an eye patch, that that would be the thing out of the entire MCU that I've thought about a lot that actually, like, cut me to my core when he's just like... Oh. You know, what I was like, you know, I've already, you know, I've lived a thousand years and I've you yeah. know, defeated all these people. And, you know, and it's just it's because it's Rocket being like, what if you're wrong? And he's like, well, what else do I have to lose? And it's just like, ah, like what is yeah. happening right you know, now? That's so that's so funny because that was great. And I I wasn't thinking of that one. The one that got me is in um is in the next movie when he he goes back in time and has a conversation with his dead mother. Oh God. Yeah. And that's, that is like he and, and Renee Russo fucking sm- finally got a chance to do something yeah. um, with her character. But at the end, when he, when Mjolnir comes to him and he says, I'm still worthy. Yep. Let me tell you, so as some, as someone who has kept d- depression and anxiety in check his entire adult life, that means so much of like to see this guy, <laughs> At the the very bottom of his existence, and I'm still worthy with the tears in that. Get the fuck out of here! Get the you. He smashed it. Absolutely smashed it. I so thoroughly, you know, outside of like the being a god and the abs and you know all the powers and stuff, but the the actual emotional reactions that Thor has, I relate to so much. Just all around, like all of it. When he beheads Thanos, I'm like, yeah. I get it. <laughs> like, yep. but yeah like depressed thor get it 
Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to be right because what else can I lose, Thor? I, I'm there for all of yeah. it. Yeah, he like, gets up. He gets up in Gamora's face. She doesn't flinch, and he says, "Family's hard. My brother yeah. tried to kill me. I get it." <laughs> yeah. No, I'm. Yeah, I'm telling you. Like, I I love that character so much, and yeah. like did not anticipate that going in. But no, he's he's so great. Like, so great. Yeah. So great. Well, we did we did it again, Murphy. We talked about the MCU for too long. Yeah, well, I'm just going to throw this out there because and who knows, maybe by the time uh, people are listening to this, it makes more sense. But do want to note that um, apparently Tom Holland and guy who plays Ned in Spider-Man, who Jacob uh, Batalon, uh-huh. they both. Uh, did some Instagram posts where they uh, said the name of the next Spider-Man movie yeah. and the names that they said are different. So excellent. So the two names were um, Spider-Man phone home and Spider-Man home wrecker. I think those are both made up. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be either one of those, but I think uh, just, or the, like with, with Tom Holland's track record, everyone was probably given a, 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 a fake name of the movie yeah <laughs> well it's yeah i could see it because yeah holland is not good at keeping secrets uh i could totally see that being like like it's like a watermark whatever name leaks out there we know who it came from so <laughs> uh yeah and the, it, you know it's become clear that they're um well they're setting up the next doctor strange so there's going to be some multiverse action in this i i i fully expect there to be um, three or more Spider-Men standing around pointing fingers at each other like that that meme from the yeah. cartoon that's happening yeah yeah no you might as well for like if you if you're making that movie and you're not doing that why did you make the movie yeah come on come on just do yeah. it we're fine yeah uh yeah but yeah I don't know what to make of the movie I I do think I don't think WandaVision is gonna have super heavy implications for whatever phase four is but I do think that the idea of playing with reality in the show will factor it. Like I kind of expect the end of WandaVision to sort of lead in maybe not in a very obvious way, but I, I think that it might hint at where we're headed with Dr. Strange and Spider-Man. I think, I think you might be right. And if there's one thing, this is, this is something that happened most notably for me anyway. in um, in Captain America, the winter soldier is, when you're in this much trouble, when things get this much out of hand, where are other Avengers at this point? And mm -hmm. I'm not I'm not saying shit needs to be assembled right now in WandaVision. What I'm saying is I think long before you get to the the point, not maybe long before, before you get to the point where you are right now in WandaVision, I think Bruce Banner gets a phone call at least. You know what I mean? And it's okay. I, I understand I can I can keep that 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 seed of doubt back in my mind. But don't you think don't you think Bruce Banner gets a phone call? I feel like I, I have to say, I think WandaVision is doing better than some of the other examples of this problem, mm -hmm. uh, because I feel like it's such one. It seems like we don't know enough about S.W.O.R.D., you know, as an organization in the MCU to understand, like, but so we don't know how transparent they are. <laughs> like, it's not S.H.I.E.L.D. that knows. It's a different organization. So we don't know how much information sharing they're doing anyway. And I think because it's implied that every episode is a day. So this is really it's a short time period. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. So I think they are because it's a contained event that there's a veil of secrecy. I think because it's it is literally happening in a bubble. <laughs> probably helps you know and then that combined with the fact that yeah it's been about a week since the start of whatever it was and i don't like i said i just get the vibe that like shield isn't sharing a lot now the question of why darcy and that team isn't hitting right. up the avengers i think is a very fair question <laughs> okay okay yeah that's more that's just where i was yeah i also i think it's even been implied i think that we'll probably see a familiar face like another one <laughs> before the end of the show <laughs> like you know i i imagine someone from the mcu is still yet to show up i think you're probably right 
Yeah. And honestly, Bruce Banner is not a bad guess. I feel like I know you weren't guessing, but I'm just saying he would make a lot of sense. I feel like Doctor Strange would make a lot of sense that they they both would, because this is one of those um, science magic crossover things that they're both really good at. Yeah. So so one of them would make a lot of sense for sure. I mean, Captain Marvel has some ties for sure, but I feel like. Well, that's the thing is like, I think Captain Marvel and Doctor Strange is too easy of a fix. Um, yeah, I think the the first thing that Bruce does is try to science the fuck out of it before he just jumps in. Yeah, man, that's chef's kiss to uh, really all of the movies, but particularly Infinity War and Endgame for realizing we can't have her show up until the very end because uh-huh. she's going to wreck everything in about five minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, straight up. It's that old it's that old Optimus Prime problem. You made him yeah. too powerful. He needs to be busy every episode. I honestly, I think that's some A-plus justification, by the way, too, of when they ask where she was and she's just like, there's a lot of other worlds out there and they don't have you guys. I'm like, uh, perfect. Just perfect. go with that. Done. She's always somewhere else until the last five minutes. Adios. <laughs> Yeah, no, um, I think that's. I do yeah. love when all the guns turn on her. Is such a great. Oh, it's great! Like oh, it's moment. Great. Yeah. Um. No. And yeah. All the moments with her were great. Um. I do. I do. I just saw in my head. I just saw in my head. Um. You know. Uh. Hulk Banner show up, and then when he goes into the bubble, he becomes Mark Ruffalo. So I. Oh. I'm, I kind of hope that happens now. Oh, man. You know what? I think I legit forgot until you just said that, that he's now the oh, Hulk yeah. banner. Yeah. yeah. Like in my head, I was just imagining Mark Ruffalo, as I often do. <laughs> <laughs> All these guys are so dreamy. God damn it. They really are. It's not a, a single one of them that's not a dream boat. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah nothing comes to mind. Don Cheadle on a bed of rice. <laughs> I do love when Thor shows up with the Guardians of the Galaxy and Quinn is, uh, Quinn, Quill. Quill. Quill, yeah, uh, is immediately, <laughs> like, jealous. And uh-huh. just all of Dave Batista just like, this is a man. This is a man. <laughs> and then Quill starts impersonating, you will not take my paw today, <laughs> Uh, it's, it's a plus it's all, great, they're, all plus. they're all great movies guys is what we're saying yeah. they really they really are man those if you guys haven't checked out that mcu yeah you know there's <laughs> 23 of them so <laughs> and i have started re-watching all of them because i'm very bored did you do I, it again yeah i did i'm i'm up through uh the first avengers movie and i actually watched the ed norton incredible hulk this time oh wow yeah, I was how, that bored. How does it hold up? As well as you'd remember. Okay. Okay. It feels really weird that nothing from that movie ever gets brought up again. Because <laughs> like, there is, because I did just watch Avengers and he does say something about the last time I was in New York, I destroyed Harlem. Mm-hmm. But that's it. And then the guy, um, the general, yeah, uh, Brandt, right? Is it? Is that the last name? Like the root, 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 Russ, root, Ross, Ross. Ross. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He has shown up, but Liv Tyler is the love of his life. Liv Tyler does not exist anymore. Gone. And, um, Tim Blake Nelson. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Who's who is Tim? Bla- isn't it Tim Blake, Blake Nelson in um, the Incredible Hulk? Who, as who? I'm trying to. Yeah, um, he's the. Uh, oh shoot! Because they set him up to be a villain in the the following movie, but then they didn't make that movie. Is he the one that's like the scientist? Because you're not thinking of yeah. Tim Roth, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Tim Blake Nelson. He was the scientist. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's like sending him his blood. Now I got it. That's how much yep. I did rewatch that movie recently, and I already forgot. Like, yep. It's just there's nothing wrong with it, but it's super forgettable. You right. Know? Oh, it's Stearns. That's right. Yeah. Um Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. he at the end he has like a unhinged look on his face that seems to imply something. 
Yeah, that was that was one of their was one of the early movies in this universe, and they knew it was a misstep right away, and said, "Okay, we're we're plowing forward, people." Yeah, we got big no, plans. It's, yeah, it's very fascinating that they didn't negate it, but they no. also pretend it didn't happen. If that makes sense, like they don't deny that it happened; they just right. never speak of it. N- never speak of it. They just um, yeah, because straight up. RDJ shows up at the end of that movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he's he has a cameo. It's the second one they made. Yeah, yeah. I think they even put that cameo in to get people more interested in the movie because he had just he had Iron Man had just come out recently and people were going crazy for RDJ as Tony Stark. So let's let's stick him in this fucking movie. The funniest thing is because it's like universal and it was so early, it's not even a post credit scene. It just happens before the credits roll. They don't even hide it at the end. There's no like end credits thing or anything. It's just the movie ends and then it just hard cuts to the scene with him in it. Boom. Like it was like they were afraid (laughs) that people wouldn't stay. (laughs) Let's before their opinion becomes complete and firm. Let's go ahead and shoehorn this guy in here. <laughs> yeah. And it really is just him with uh, Ross, like yeah. just the two of them. Yeah. William Hurt. Yeah. Well, who's great. I'm glad they brought him back. Like, I, I think his character works really well in Civil War <laughs> and such. But. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I'm even better that uh, when Ang Lee made Hulk, um, that character was played by Sam Elliott. And I'm not yeah. I'm not even upset that he didn't reprise that role. Uh, William Hurt, he was a great gu- uh, gruff old man with a with a push broom mustache. He was fantastic. Honestly, if I'm going to be mad about anything being thrown aside, it's that Powers Booth never got a chance to reprise his role as guy who wants to nuke New York yeah. from yeah. Avengers. <laughs> Shadowy guy telling people to do a horrible thing. He was so yeah. good at that. He was so he really good is. at that. Yeah, no, it's... Yeah. Who do we get to tell Samuel L. Jackson that he has to nuke the island of Manhattan? I know. Powers Booth. I know. Stacy Keach. He's busy. (laughs) Okay, Powers Booth. (laughs) I just, I love that he, his face is kind of shadowy because it's like, come on, you speak for five seconds and we know who you are, buddy. (laughs) Like, I don't know why. Oh, he's so great. Oh, I missed that guy. What a, what a solid character actor. He really was. Also, if you want one more on the list, if you get that HBO Max subscription and then you watch all of Mrs. Fletcher and then you're bored and you're waiting for Mortal Kombat to come out because that hasn't been released yet, uh, then watch Deadwood if you haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. He doesn't show up. What is he? Season two? He shows up late. He must show up late because I don't remember seeing him because I didn't watch that all the way through. He yeah, he runs like he's basically get this. He's the rival to uh Al Swearingen. He he opens but he opens like a, a higher class uh brothel that is competing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he he's another horrible person but on the other side of town. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's yep. Yep. Which is not to be confused with when Hurst shows up uh played by um what is his name? Major Dad, that guy. Yep. Um, who's another horrible old man who rolls into that town? <laughs> uh, oh, Gerald man, McCraney. I really, I really want. Um, I really want those those three those three old white dudes to have had a show at some point. Like I don't even. I know. Like we don't we don't have them all with us anymore. But I just mean I want that to have already happened and have the memory yeah. of it in my head to pull references from right now because that's a, yes. that's a great show. Also, I'm just like, I would watch grizzled old men (laughs) with booming voices, the series, like just, (laughs) they just all hate each other, but Uh they're, they're work friends. (laughs) I'd watch that. It's like grumpy old men, but it's not a comedy. Yeah, no, that would be great. I want that. Listen up, you sons of bitches. (laughs) By the way, I teed it up, but we'll have to talk about it at a future date because we're out of time. But uh, I know you're excited for the Mortal Kombat movie, and I'm fascinated by that. But You're fascinated by me being excited for it? Yes. Okay, yeah. No, well, yay. Hey, we'll talk about that next time on Hobo Radio.
There you go. Look at that. We have plans for next week. I <laughs> just have to do the show. Yep. Yeah. So no, I'm excited. Like, I'm excited to talk to you about it. I also will say, man, that that first ever Mortal Kombat movie that we got, that theme song was so good. Putting that out there. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I remember how did the lyrics go? Do you remember how the lyrics went? I think they said the the name of the movie. They they said Mortal Kombat. Yes. But kinda they didn't really say it. They kind of screamed it. Well, yeah, that's that's what I was queuing you up to do. I wanted to hear oh. you go, Mortal Kombat! Do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> Sonya Blade. Yeah, and then they just start listing the They do. Sub-Zero. Yeah. <laughs> Finish him. Yeah, you know what? I get it. I get it. Fatality. <laughs> I do like that they're finally working those in. I think that was a missed opportunity in every previous Mortal Kombat movie that we did. And there were so many. Look, let's just let's yeah. just take next episode and talk about all the Mortal Kombat. I haven't seen all. Do I have to watch all of them before next week? Um, yes. Oof. Yeah, no, right. don't do that. They're horrible. I missed a couple of them, and I would I would watch those horrible pieces of crap all day. Yeah, I think I only saw the first one in maybe Annihilation. That sounds like one that I watched. Oh, Annihilation was great. All right, this yeah. is all next week. This is all next week. All right, so remember, question everything.
did bite a kid once. Hobo Radio is a production of Hobotrashcan.com. If you enjoyed the show, please rate or review it on iTunes. Hear more great shows on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network, like this one. Hey guys, it's Sean. And Carter. From Potato. Salad. Marmalade. Aid. 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 Potato Aid. Salad Marmalade. Another podcast here on the Peak Sloth Network. Check it out. <laughs>